Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. Having this whole thing of the Spirit of God uh, bringing things back to life. And that's why the series is called Back to Life. And this thing is coming back together again. And it's revived. It's new life. It's breathing new life. It's revival. Who wants some revival? Yeah. Who needs revival? Yeah. Who's got things in their life which are dead and needs to come back to life? Yeah. I think we all have things which are, you know, dreams, visions, things which have happened. We just go, man, what happened to that? How come that thing fell over it? And then God wants to bring it back to life. That God would breathe new life into us. Who's ready for some of that? Because yeah. Yeah. that's what the next series is going to be about. See, the, the gospel message, the message of Christ should bring life. Like when we come into church, when we gather together, there should be life and liberty and freedom around it. You know, right from the beginning of creation, what did God do? He breathed life. He said, come on, let there be life. He spoke over the circumstances. He spoke to things and they came alive. And so over the next few weeks, this, this is what it's going to look like over the next few weeks. I've got back to life for families. If you've got families which need restoration, you've got people, if you've got prodigal sons and prodigal daughters, if you've got people or parents who you need to pray for, we're going to be standing, we're going to be leaving that life would come into those situations. Yeah. We're going to do back to life for healing. Yeah. We're going to do a healing service. I know. Crazy. But we're going to pray for the sick and believe that the power and the presence of God would come and people would be healed. We're going to back to life for business. Careers. I know some people have their careers, businesses gone, you know, been squashed before. No. Let's pray yeah. and believe God think that things would shift, would open up, there'd be new ideas, things would come. Back to life, water baptism, that would bury the past. You know, sometimes we, we have past, things in our lives which hold us back, that keep us locked down. We need to bury the past sometimes. So we're going to have a back to life. And we're gonna, if you need to get water baptized, it's time to get water baptized. Because it's cold enough, right? Yeah. Come on. You, you won't forget it. It'll be awesome. And so we're going to be doing that. So that's what we're going to do. And also, we're going to share like a resurrection story each week. In the Bible, there's so many brilliant stories of people coming back to life. And it's kind of kind of crazy. And, but it's the Spirit of God brings things alive. The people which are raised from the dead. And when I was starting to kind of put this together and think about this and pray for it, it's a difficult thing, right, when you start to preach about people being raised from the dead. Because I think there's like two mistakes, two directions we can go. We can make the mistake of preaching it as like it's just a story, right? It's just a metaphor, it's just a fable, it's just a, a parable or a good moral story, which happened thousands of years ago, which, hey, we can do that. But I believe there is actual resurrection power here and today and now. Who believes that? Yes. That there is resurrection power available to us. You know, the resurrection of the dead is essential for Christian faith. That Jesus rose from the dead and that there's new life available to us. The other mistake that we can make is going the other way and preaching that as a resurrection of things coming alive is a God-given right and it's a guaranteed outcome. You know? That we pray a quick Sunday, Monday, pray over things, rise up in Jesus' name, and it's all good. And I, and I don't want to give people false hope around this as well. I know that people can get raised from the dead. I've heard stories, I've read stories. 
But personally, I have not seen many people be raised from the dead. In fact, none, if I was to be honest about it. In fact, if I was to be really honest about it, a lot of things which I've prayed for have actually died. <laughs> if your guinea pig or your cat or your thing dies, please do not bring it to me, right? Please, uh, I do not have the ministry of raising cats from the dead. I ran over our cat at one point. Um, that cat is now buried in our garden. <laughs> I did try, but my faith, uh, yeah, there's a fail on that one. Um, so, so rest in peace. If I had raised somebody from the dead, you would hear about it. Let me know that. I will tell you the story every week. We'd be preaching the raised from the dead every week. That story would somehow get into my sermon. It would be, we would be Back to Life Church, would be the name of the church. Uh, it would be Back to Life. I would have the Back to Life movie. And uh, we would have Back to Life coffee cups. would be awesome. And... Uh, yeah, it would be fantastic. But unfortunately, we, I have never raised anyone from the dead. I will give you, however, I do have my best back-to-life story, which I will share with you now, just to make sure that you feel that I am an okay pastor. Uh, <laughs> and not a total failure. Uh, when I was in Christchurch, uh, as a youth pastor, I had a car. I uh, know that's good. And uh, I kind of dedicated the car to God and said, if I need to travel anywhere, pick people up, anything, I'll, I'll just drive. That's cool. God, it's your car. We'll take you Anyway, after many days, the car died. And uh, being the faithful youth pastor I was, I had no money at all, as youth pastors never have any money. And so I parked the car on the side of the road. Well, I, went, I took it to three different mechanics to try and get a cheaper deal. Or, but the, car, the engine was stuffed. It was needed a total, total replacement engine on my car. And so it sat on the side of the road, and I walked for a while. After a few months of the car sitting on the side of the road, I thought, I need to actually sort this out. And so the car battery had died by then because it just sat on the road. So I went and recharged the battery, started the thing, and it just went. And it continued to go. It was a miracle. <laughs> it was, honestly, it was a miracle. The car just continued to go. And it went and went. And in the end, I moved to London. I sold the car, and it continued to go. As far as I'm concerned, the car is still going <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> it is the miracle car. If you ever buy that car, it will go forever. It's amazing. But... It came back to life. That's my story. Come on. I need a little. Come on. Give me a hand for that story. That's a good story. Come on. Not for the cat. Not for the cat. But come on, people. Let's pray for things that they would come and raise from the dead, right? Let's believe that things that once were dead could come alive. And so this morning's story, we're going to go look at the Bible, because um, I do preach from the Bible. We're going to look at a guy by the name of Eutychus. Everybody say Eutychus. Eutychus. Okay, so let me give you some context. We're uh, in Acts chapter 20. He drives a ute. He drives a ute, says Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Acts chapter 20, verse 7, and we're in the book of Acts, okay? And so it's just after Jesus, Jesus said, um, come, he's gone. The day of Pentecost had come, and the birth of the church has happened. And, and here's Paul. Um, he's on his missionary journeys around the place, all around the Mediterranean, and he finds himself in a place called Trias, uh, which is in modern-day Turkey, just on the coast there. And uh, he's about to leave them, and so he's, he's preaching a message. So verse 7 says this, On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. 
This is a six-hour sermon, people. I know you complain about my sermons <laughs> when I go over 20 minutes or something. This is six hours, so no complaints. No complaints, please. Six-hour truth. And, and, and if you read it, he also then continues preaching till daybreak. That's a long church service. Okay, it says, There were many lamps in the upstairs room where he would, we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named... Eutychus. Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. Okay. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and he was picked up dead. Okay. My question this morning is, are you spiritually dozing, people? <laughs> are, you, are you half asleep at the moment? Are you in your dressing gowns? You know? No. Oh. It's, so, no, it's so easy. It's so easy to go through the motions of Christianity. It's so easy just to go through and just doze in church. I know 90% of you when we did church online were watching the comments rather than any of my brilliant messages, right? <laughs> Let's be honest about it. As well as. As well as. Multitasking, I can't multitask. Half still in bed. And you know what it's like in church when your head starts to you know, yawn and you're trying to nod off and you're trying to look away. Actually, when I play this little clip, this is what most of you guys look like in church. Let's play this Mr. Bean clip. Thanks, Georgia. Can 
even asleep. We can so easily be spiritually asleep and going through motions so much so that we can be in danger of falling out the window. You know, we can be sitting there on the edge and just, you know, it's all good, we're all fine. I'm kind of listening, but I'm only half, and I'm in here, but I'm not really, and I'm out, and everything like that. And, and we can just be spiritually asleep. And I believe that God wants to wake us up. That God wants to come alongside and, and give us a, come on. That we would come alive, that there'd be a vibrant, alive, living faith which is attached to how we operate and who we are, that God would get a hold of us and, and, and wake us up. In verse 10 it says, Paul went down. He threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate, and they talked until daylight and he left. And the people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. And, and, and it sounds so like just a matter of fact, and, and, but it's such a cool story. And, and it's like Paul, the uh, supernatural defibrillator, that he needed a, a, a few volts of the Holy Spirit, of the, the power of God, to bring him back to life. Who needs the Holy Spirit defib? Yeah, come, on. come on. My daughter, uh, Georgia, who's on the AV over there, uh, she works at McDonald's just in GI around the corner. And, and a few weeks ago, the, um, there was an incident where someone collapsed in the, uh, in the car park. So Georgia ran and grabbed the defibrillator. Oh. Come on! Yeah. And, and the manager at McDonald's said, no, don't, don't take that. The, uh, it'll set the alarm off. And Georgia says, there's a person who needs it. I'm taking the defib. And so she grabbed the defib, ran out. And then the, another person who was a medical person or something, they powered the thing up, zapped the person, the person came back to life in Jesus' name. They called the ambulance. That's the true story, eh? True story, yeah. Maybe a little more dramatic. Oh, that was dramatic. That was dramatic. And came back to life. But we need to get those blooming defib things out and give us a little bit of a kapow. Say, so come on, wake up. Back to life. We need a bit of a shake up. Don't get complacent around the things of God. Right now, what do you need bring you back to life in your world? If you were just to think, just for a minute, what is the thing? What is the thing? Maybe it's a dream, maybe it's a venture, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a business thing. Maybe it's spiritual vibrancy. Maybe it's, it's just your relationship with Jesus. Maybe that thing's just gone a little bit, eh, <coughs> lost my voice. Just gone a little bit dozy. Just a little bit dozy. Just been a, yeah, we've been in lockdown. It's just, you know, haven't had time. Even though you had lots of time. But I haven't had time to read the Bible. <laughs> you know, haven't doing that thing. But you know if you leave it too long, you're going to fall out the window. See, but what do you need? What do you need? See, what I love that says about Paul there, he, he went down and he took hold of him. He embraced him. He took hold of him and he embraced him. See, so often that when, when, when something is dead or when something is dying, what do we do? We run away from that thing, right? We avoid it. No, I, don't, I don't want to go there. But what if God was calling us to go to that thing and embrace? 
and somehow get some supernatural power. You know, when, when you take the defig machine, what do you, you've got to get down. You've got to place those things in the right place and, and transfer of power at that time. See, what is it that is maybe isn't is just asleep at the moment? You know, I've been reading through all these different passages around resurrection, and what I've noticed is often Jesus or, or, or Elijah or whatever say, oh, no, no, no. They're saying they're dead and there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and, you know, it's all going on. And, and Jesus is just saying, no, no, it's all good. It's just asleep. Just asleep. And what is it that you may think has died or you may think is, oh, that thing's over. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 it's just asleep. All it requires is my touch. All it requires is an embrace. All it requires is a bit of attention. And that thing will spring back to life. And then the power of God will flow through it. And rather than being at that point going, oh no, hands off, I don't know, I can't deal with this thing right now. That would somehow we would go there and we'd place our hands on that thing and the thing would come back to life again. Let me finish uh, with this. In Romans 8.11, I love this, this is an astonishing verse. It's Romans 8.11 says this, that the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you. I'm always incredibly encouraged by that line. Because we always think, you know, what power does it take to raise someone from the dead? What sort of resurrection power is that? And then this verse says, that same power, that very same power that raised Christ from the dead, dwells within you. And I know most of you thinking, oh, that's all good for you, Glenn, or that's good for the spiritual people, or that's good for no, not me. No, no, no. If you carry faith, if you're a Christian, that same power that raised Christ from the dead is within you. How grunty is that? How cool is that? You carry power. You carry supernatural Holy Spirit power within you to bring things to life. And it's time to wake up. I want us just to stand. Let me finish. Now, usually at this point, I would love to come and just lay hands on you and impart some supernatural power. We're not going to do that this Sunday because I'm just trying to keep a little bit socially distant and just aware of that stuff. But over the next few weeks, what I want us to do is just get prepared to have a supernatural touch of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God to bring some things to life in the name of Jesus. What I want you to do this morning is I'd love you just to position yourself. Maybe raise your hands. Maybe just in that place. See, because God can touch you wherever you are. He can meet with you wherever you are. He can come and shift things wherever you are. So why don't you just close your eyes and just position yourself in that place. The Spirit of God would come. What would a little bit of a spiritual defib feel like, look like for you right now? God was to come alongside you right now and touch you. Touch something which needs a little bit of the hand of God on it. Maybe something which has got just a little bit dozy. You know it's in danger of falling out the window. Power of God just flow through this place right now. Presence of God just come in this place right now and pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, Lord, I prophesy, Lord, I speak new life in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I speak, Lord, resurrection power in the name of Jesus. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you. It's upon you. It's around you. It's within you, the goodness of God in the name of Jesus.